gum disease, periodontal disease, is a chronic inflammation process. And this is a nice little diagram that just shows when you go to your dental hygiene visit and the hygienist uses a periodontal probe and starts checking the health of your gum tissue, you're hearing a lot of numbers, one, twos, and threes, which are healthy measurements. That's millimeters. But you start hearing fours, fives, sixes, sevens, and you start hearing about bleeding. What we know is there is an imbalance of bacteria that's going on in your mouth and deep down in the pockets between your tooth and your gum. And so this is a visual that just shows that every time you hear that there's bleeding present in your mouth, that there are harmful bacteria that actually enter your bloodstream from your mouth and can affect the rest of your body. There are saliva tests that you can have done that actually identifies what type of bacteria. And we do know that the bacteria that lives deep down in the tissue and bone do not require air to live. And so they are the most destructive bacteria and those are the harder to kill. So you'll have some periodontal therapy and lots of times there are different modalities that we can use, whether we choose to do systemic antibiotics because you're a very high risk for cardiovascular disease or there's oral probiotic care or there's periprotect trays that actually forces oxygen down into the pockets of between the tooth and the gum to kill bacteria. But basically, periodontal disease is a medical condition with a dental solution. So that's the benefit of a dentist and a cardiologist or a physician medical provider working together to eliminate that source of chronic inflammation. We have a 3D cone beam x-ray machine that we have that we use for both practices, which will help identify sources of inflammation that patient may not even realize they have trouble with. And so this is an example of somebody that's had treated root canals, have no problem with it, but yet we can see these abscesses at the root tips deep in the bone. And that can be full of dangerous bacteria as well that can go through your body and cause inflammation. You may not know it. So this 3D cone beam has a big enough view that we can see from the TMJ area, all the sinus area. We see lots of polyps and retention cysts and the sinuses, tips for all the teeth to look for abscesses, whether they've been treated or untreated. And then we can also look down at the airway, which is a sample here to see if they may be at risk uh, for obstructive sleep apnea. You can see how narrow the airway is. And this is actually somebody standing up in the machine versus in bed when you're lying down on your back where your tongue falls back and your jaw falls back. So we can get some initial volume measurements and go through a sleep screener and we actually offer home sleep testing here at the practice to get an idea if you are suffering from any kind of sleep disorder breathing. Home beam will also go down to the carotid artery area. So many times I'll take pictures, take a scan for an infected tooth, but may find that there's calcifications in the carotid artery. So I'll bring attention to my patient and go over the combination of health history, periodontal disease, any infection in the mouth and say, you have cardiovascular disease, we can see that it's present with calcifications in your carotid artery. We do send all of our scans to be read by a radiologist, so they will have a sheet that comes back that will talk about the calcifications in the carotid artery. So this is a great opportunity where I can introduce this patient that seems to be at high risk for many things over to Eric so that we can co-manage them and come up with a treatment plan. This is just something that sleep disorder breathing really is in the dental arena, we tend to look
look and find challenges with patients that may be having sleep apnea that the standard care physician may not notice. So scallops of the tongue, you can see on the lower right, there's indentations. And because they have a larger tongue, it could be that they have a very high palate and there's no place for their tongue to go. It can be that when they're breathing, their brain is saying, thrust your jaw forward because you're not getting air. And so a patient's jaw will go forward and their tongue will start pressing against the insides of the teeth. So that is a very red flag for a possibility of sleep disorder breathing. If we see a lot of wear on our patient's teeth, we will start asking questions about their breathing because clenching and grinding as they're moving their jaw forward or tapping their teeth to wake themselves up to take a breath is a common finding. Acid reflex or GERD is another common finding for obstructive sleep apnea. As your diaphragm constricts to force your lungs to take a breath, we can see erosion on the teeth as well as the patient complaining of heartburn and again, narrow palate. So a lot of people that have had orthodontics, the old model is a lot of removal of bicuspid teeth to make things, you know, close spaces and make things pretty. And in the long run, by taking out teeth and collapsing the arches, we're actually increasing the chance of obstructive sleep apnea. So those are things that an oral systemic dentist and hygienist will be looking for when you go to your dental visit. I had a patient that had rheumatoid arthritis diagnosed and he was bedridden and just could hardly walk into my office. He was referred in by a biofeedback technician and upon the evaluation of his mouth, he had 168 sites of bleeding in his mouth and he actually had some separation or pus coming out of his mouth. And he did see a dentist within 12 months of before I saw him. And we saw on his scan that he had cardiovascular disease because he had calcifications in the carotid artery. Eric did a CIMT, which you're going to learn a little bit more about. We do know that he had soft plaque and we did take a saliva test. And he had a lot of high risk bacteria. So this particular gentleman was had so much infection, inflammation, and was so high risk that the cardiologist and the hygienist all sat down to get a game plan of how we were going to treat this patient. By having the ability to do a CMT and doing blood draws in our office, we were able to get some blood work before we did any dental treatment. And we found that the inflammation number, this HSCRP that was should be under one in this particular gentleman was 35. So after doing dental treatment, periodontal therapy, it went from 35 to 26 in two weeks. His hands were feeling better. He was starting to stand upright. In three months, it went down to 1.6. So he was amazed. He felt like he got his life back. His rheumatologist did not even entertain the thought when I tried to contact him and talking about objective testing that he would understand because it was a medical objective test. Dentists don't have objective testing, but we could tell that with our dental therapy that we made strides in his oral and his systemic inflammation. So it's very gratifying and very life-changing when you can have a medical and dental provider work together. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our website at prevmedhealth.com. To learn more, watch our videos on YouTube at Ford Brewer MD MPH. Thank you very much for your interest.